I'm just thinking about Foghorn Leghorn now. Why was that guy called Foghorn? Why was let's that not, guy's first name Foghorn? Let's not, Why not was talk his about last him. name Leghorn? Because his Cause first name legs. was Foghorn. It's a yeah. chicken and egg situation. Classic. Well, no, I mean realistically, his his dad would have been named like Mister Leghorn, and then he chose to name his son Foghorn. Foghorn because of the Leghorn. <laughs> so yeah, actually, the the chicken please, was please. Clear, the, Foghorn was the, my father. Call me Mister Leghorn. Yeah. So Jack, clearly, the chicken was the Leghorn part. But what's that the egg is clear. Part? Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Latino Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting 3,000 miles to the left of me is uh, Jake. I call this an emergency, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who will make a good, 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 very strong fishwife. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2009's Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. But first, we better do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hey. First off, explain to me where you are, and uh, then tell me what your beers for these fears are. Uh, and also well, provide a brief excuse as to why you did not participate in last week's phone call. Yeah, guy, you're never around anymore. I'm never around anymore is why, Mark. There's my brief excuse. Uh, well, currently I'm in Washington, D.C. Uh, this is where my significant other, my lovely girlfriend, lives. I'm, funny story, like sitting on the floor of what my basically mother-in-law's bedroom is. Really jank setup. We're gonna deal with it. We'll get through it. It's gonna be just fine. I've been <laughs> Let's traveling. Let's be clear. A Your lot. girlfriend doesn't always live in Washington D.C. No, she is from here originally. We were visiting for the Thanksgiving holiday, which by the time this episode comes out, will have passed us because we just released our most Thanksgiving of episodes. I was not a part of that because I was traveling for business. It's been a whole little tilt to whirl on the the Sky Miles thing. Uh, yeah. I'm here though in. Spirit, I suppose. I might be here in voice. I'm not sure what's going to happen. We're going to find out. It's been a fun little trip. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about my beer. I don't really have one that supports this movie that we have watched, Jack. I am a little bit distraught. Yep. Let's uh, play more. Uh, well, so, lovely girlfriend that I just mentioned and I took a trip to Iceland last year. I brought you guys back a bunch of Brennivan, the Black Death, the Iceland yeah, sure Spirit. Yeah. And I don't have access to that right now. This is like the only time that I could possibly not have access to said alcohol, and I don't. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Listener, if you haven't put it together, the movie Reykjavik Colon Whale Watching Massacre, sometimes called Harpoon Colon Whale Watching Massacre, sometimes called Harpoon Colon Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre. Sometimes it's potentially just called movie. Harpoon. Is it ever yeah, called maybe? The Harpoon? No. <laughs> okay. Never The Harpoon. This is an Icelandic movie. It is. It is yeah. Icelandic. Yeah. So you so, got nothing that connects, Jake. I'll save you on that one. What are you drinking? Just because I'm, I'm curious. I'm drinking Bell's Two Hearted Ale. There are a couple oh, I like Bell's. Bell's is so, good. So really love this beer. Don't have access to it back in Boise where I'm now living. So I'm going to take every chance I get to drink it. It's from Michigan. 
What I am going to say is that there is a fish on the label of this beer, and... Well, that totally counts. Hey, I mean, whales aren't necessarily fish, but we can talk about the whale in whaling industry as much as we would like, and everything that the Icelandic people have had to do after whaling was a thing that didn't become acceptable anymore. I'm going to leave it Woof. there, though. You're gonna you're gonna get heavy early, huh? Uh, no, I said I'm gonna leave it there so I don't have to get heavy. He's going. All right. Well, I'm gonna him. jump in because Jake, you did give me the lovely gift of the Black Death of Iceland, also yes. called Brennivin. Yes. I'm sitting here with uh, a glass that's that's a sturdier pour than I initially intended. Does it to taste pour. like caraway? Um, I'll have you listen to this. That's a slurping sound. <laughs> And a coffee. It tastes, tastes like caraway. so weird. Yeah. Oh god, it tastes like like licorice and anise and birdseed. Anise, yeah, is it's birdseedy. Yeah, licorice and birdseed. I love it's, it. Uh, I've, I've also got some Rainier, but I am drinking Brennivin. Drink a whole uh, bottle of that shit. Was over there it was great. Yep, because this movie is Icelandic. Yeah, so you have to exceed right, Mark. You have to. You have uh, to. That is correct. You do have to. I am also yeah. drinking it out of a tiny little shot glass that I like. It's very fashionable. Wow, it's like that looks like a thimble. Cup. <laughs> it does. Uh, it does and like I'm going to do you one better, uh, both of you. Well, I'm going to do Jake a whole lot better, but I'm going to well, do Jack. Mark, better. you got to lay off, all right? I'm chasing this with a Bud Ice, because uh, it's Iceland. You ice. have Bud Ice. Okay. Bud Anything ice. ice. Okay. And I will be okay. chasing that with a Sculpin because it has a fish on it, and there are fish in the ocean. Okay, this okay. so we have more fish <laughs> things. So I have to ask, why of all the ice beers are we going with a Bud Ice? Yeah. Uh, it was one of the only ones that was actually available in the liquor store. So here's the thing about Salt Lake Quick Diatribe. You can get all <laughs> yeah, beer on. that is 4% or lower in the grocery store and yes. 4% or higher in the liquor store. But yes. if you want a like a 3-2 beer and you go to the liquor store, they won't have it. So like if yes. I want like a Natty Ice, I have to go to the grocery store, not the liquor store. And I was at the liquor store. So I got one. To be I clear, to though, the ice denomination... Yeah, is a higher alcohol denomination. Yeah. So I there is another one that I've seen before. You're that drinking I was actually a, looking a, a reduced alcohol but ice. Well, uh, from what I can tell, this whole thing is a paradox. It is five point five percent. So I'm gonna get. Loaded. That's probably about right. Okay. That's probably about right. okay. Wow. Well, that was a whole thing, boys. But I'm glad we're all back together. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gross bread. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I'm sipping on it. It's growing on me. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, chase, chase that down with some fucking butt ice thing. I Jack, did. We... It's, it's not helping. The butt ice Jack. is not helping. Drinking beers isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We've also presumably experienced some other shit in the horror world. Now, Jake, last week, Mark and I got to do a whole recap. You oh, were yeah. gone. So do you want to kick this uh, kick off this week's What's Been Rocking Your Horror World? Sure, because I don't typically talk about shows. I might as well go ahead and talk about one, A, because like I just said, I don't talk about shows all that normally, and B, because it takes a really long time to talk about a full season of a show. Sure. But uh, Haunting of Hill House happened. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop you right there. So last week's episode was about an hour-long movie, and it was an hour and a half long because Mark and I spent so long talking about The Haunting of Hill House. Okay, so I'm so just... give us I, brief thoughts. This, uh, this basically... Okay, this basically shows how much I listen to you two talk. Yeah, yeah, but... peek behind the curtain in here, listener. I don't think Jake's ever listened to an episode of the podcast. Eh. Well, I don't want to listen to you two. I listen to you enough. That's kind of the whole shtick. All I will say is that I don't typically like 
I've said this so many times. I don't even. Yeah, have to you're do not it a again. big fan of horror in that in that genre. Well, I don't. In that I don't style. I'm not a big fan of like TV like, of like show style drama and the build, yeah. the ebbs and the flows of it. I'd like to get in and get out. You like Stranger Things? This I did like Stranger Things. I also liked this. Oh, oh yeah, what? it's very good. It's uh, very it's very good. good. There are many sequences, I guess I could say, among the episodes that stick out to me. Uh, among the best i would say if i'm just gonna pick some out here i really like the start of i i don't even know what episode it was like it's right in the middle when they're uh this is not a spoilery thing but there's a certain episode that the beginning is like a continuous shot maybe it's not but they find a really good way to hide it if they don't where it's like six or seven minutes of continuous camera panning there's a lot of really high quality filmmaking here, as I guess what I have to say. Good acting. I think they do a great job of bringing characters to life. Uh, yeah, it's well acted. Keeps doing it, man. There's great horror. A little bit jump scary for me at times. I think they could have had a bit more differentiation, but they do just enough on that front. Really, really good. It's on Netflix, so why would you not go there? Really liked it, and for somebody who doesn't really like the the ebb and the flow of the of the show like style of filming, go ahead and give this a shot because I would be the first one to shit on this, and I'm not going to because it was great. So, at risk of repeating what Mark and I talked about ad nauseum last week, did you have a hard time following the characters and or timelines? Because I think both of us the jumps back and forth were aggressive and many, but outside of that, no, not really. Okay. Well, uh, there were there was a lot. I mean, each episode was like, we're here. Now we're in the past. Now we're like two months ago. Now we're six months in the future. Now we're 17 years ago. Now we're 10 years in the future. And it's just like, come on. They never went to the future, but come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> now we're 20 years in the future and people have no, it, the, the The jumps between the present and the past were at times aggressive, especially because there were a few where it was like six years ago and they don't change the actors at all. So they look yeah, the exact those same. Are tough. Those were a bit tough, but other than that, it was fine. They just that's did it a tough whole in the lot. way of watching, uh, like Better Call Saul, how aggressively older Mike looks in Better Call Saul from Breaking Bad. It's like sure, uh, it ruins your immersion a little. It was, I mean, it was most prevalent with some of the sisters because they looked exactly, exactly the same over the course of like <laughs> yes. a decade, and that's just yeah. like that's not going to happen to a human. So yeah, I don't know, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was great. I liked it. Yeah, it's very very good. You got anything else, Jake? No, I spent. Over 10 hours watching that. I yep, it's under I 10 like hours, that. But sure. So let's no, see. Last week, I mentioned that I didn't get through all the stuff I had docketed up. I talked about a whole bunch of TV shows last week. Uh, this week, I'll mention kind of what my lovely wife and I watched uh, as our lead up to Halloween and our Halloween watches. And I'll breeze through them because all were rehashes for me. Okay. So we, she had never seen uh, Hereditary. And so, so I watched Hereditary for a second time in very short order. And, and third time I total since the it best came out this third time ago? around. Mark, I didn't hear you if you just spoke. I said for a third time total since it came out eight months ago. Yes. And uh, this was my favorite view, viewing. Um, my wife was a little bit less into it than I was kind of hoping she would be. She recognized it's very well made and did enjoy it, was shocked by the shocking parts, was scared by the scary parts, but overall was not as enthralled with it as I was. Sounds like you should make her watch it twice. I'm planning on it. Okay. Uh, Guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Then we rewatched The Babadook. That is one of her favorite horror movies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and look, this movie does have its problems, but overall, this is a really, really solid bump in the night, scary supernatural horror movie. I think it does hold up in all those regards. The yeah. scares are also really unique and really cool. Yeah, we've talked so. about it a decent amount just in those sections. We've never given it the full review, which is kind of interesting. Maybe we should at some point, but a lot yeah, of people, a lot of people <laughs> shit on this movie, and I don't really think it deserves that. I don't really uh, yeah. know why. I think that's kind of a horseshit thing that people do. So I'll tell I can see an argument that it might have been overrated, but even I disagree with that. I think it's. Very, uh, I mean, very maybe strong. yeah. Okay. I mean, among certain s- circles, I guess it's overrated. But at the same time, it's not a bad movie. Anyone that no. says this, anyone that comes out and does the whole like hot take, this movie's garbage, can go fuck themselves. Yeah, because wrong. that's objectively wrong. But on yeah. on a repeated viewing, I'll tell you what stood out to me the most: the first like. 20 minutes or so of the movie where it's just like the kid being an asshole. Yeah. Really well, he's annoying as shit. Again. I mean, he's insufferable though. Yeah. But like it also just doesn't add. It's tough. It adds to the mom's like hopelessness. Oh, but I guess why they're doing her. it. That doesn't make it any less. It doesn't make it any more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's still hard to watch. Yeah. So, but anyway, it, it holds up. I could recommend another repeated viewing um, and go check it out. Okay. Finally, and then this was mostly because uh, my wife didn't love Hereditary as much as I was hoping. I went back to another of my all-time favorite horror movies. And one we haven't reviewed on the site yet, which we absolutely should, Rosemary's Baby. Ah, that's on my <laughs> okay. list. Oh, holy fuck, this is a good movie. It remains a good movie. I fucking love this movie. It, it, look, you're not going to find anybody who says Rosemary's Baby is a bad horror movie. It's fucking I mean, terrific. I'm sure you'll find someone, but, you know. They're also wrong, because yeah. this movie's fucking fantastic. Um, it's great. And I have been, I haven't finished yet, but I've been rereading the, the book, Rosemary's Baby. Hmm. You are just a literate dude, aren't you? Always reading, <laughs> always studying I wish things. I could read. I don't sleep a lot. Um, so yeah, three rehashes <laughs> for me, three pleasant reviewings. It's fun. Yeah. Mark. Oh my god. I Mark. have three first time viewings to talk about, and I saved these because I kinda wanted Jake here for two of them. First one is uh Ghost Stories with Martin Freeman. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Holy that shit, one. Huh? <laughs> what a weird thing uh, that was. So Jake talked about this, I don't know, I can't remember, I'm going to say 27 months ago, I don't know, something like that. It was like um, three and a half, four months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's an anthology movie involving ghost stories wherein Martin Freeman, no, not Martin, Fre- I don't know, I can't remember how the fucking movie goes. <laughs> no, not Martin Freeman, not he's Martin just Freeman a character. Not Martin Freeman at all, just the yeah, just the <laughs> Another character. guy, a completely different person. <laughs> Has to go back and solve some, some ghost crimes involving yes. Martin Freeman in one of them. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And then it uh, it goes places. It, it Jesus, uh, did you watch this movie? <laughs> well, Jack, it's, Jack, of all the movies, it's a hard movie to review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta say, I don't think I loved it when I first watched it. I actually did. I I saw this almost a month or more ago because wow. we haven't had time to talk about this type of stuff. But and I've um, been gone. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. It has aged remarkably well in my head, and sure. I'll just say this. It is, it's based on a play, which is not something you get too frequently either on this podcast or in <laughs> movies in general, really. Not cultured. And I did not know that until the very end, and that was like the missing piece that kind of made everything click. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it, I, it lacks the connective tissue that I think makes a truly great anthology, but... You know what? Give this one a watch just because it does things. 
I there are it, oh there boy. are parts of this movie that are more unique that are that are absolutely unique that I have not yes. seen other movies do. Yes. And part 100%. of that actually derived like the way they do the blocking and the set design in certain scenes is straight out of like you can see they just translated it directly from the stage, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, it's a That's unique awesome, movie. Man. For sure, and it makes now, choices. We are on record on this podcast. If you make a choice, we're at least going to acknowledge the fact that you made a choice. And I think for the <laughs> most part, it works out, at least in retrospect for me as a person who's watched the movie one time. Uh, I agree. I agree on the aging well thing because I look back at that and I was like, damn, you know, like we're talking about unique things here. This movie did some things that are truly unique, and I respect it for that. It's kind of weird. Don't know if it all worked, but unique. Yeah, now, let me ask you this. How did you watch it? This was uh, a DVD in the mail type of situation. It's available for rent on. Yeah, Amazon I think I rented it on Amazon, Jack. So that'd be how you would do it as a person who does normal things. Fair enough. Yeah. Or you could pay less money overall and just subscribe to DVD.com. You know. Yeah, or, but then I'd have to apply for AARP. It'd be a whole situation. Yeah, I mean, Mark, come on. <laughs> AARP is a just a well. You 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 get a DVD.com discount if you have an AARP card. I for what it's worth. I was literally helping my 92-year-old grandfather fix his DVD.com account a couple God. Of weeks ago. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, what was on it? What were like his top three? Was it Bridge on the River Kwai and Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> I wish I could tell you Bridge on the River Kwai wasn't on it. I actually don't wish I could tell you that because that movie's fantastic. But Wait, you don't wish you could tell me that it wasn't on it? I there are a lot of, of negatives, negatives here. There. I, I lost following. track of my negatives. Yeah. Mark, what else did you watch? Christ. <laughs> Thank you. That's one. Uh, that's one of three. Okay, that's one of three. Number two is Raw, which I don't even think you recommended oh. me. You recommended it to Jack. I recommended Jack, but Jack doesn't. Jack, I got to tell you, I was men, I was meaning to say this off air, but Jack, you're dangerous. It's like the end of I'm November. Dangerous. And you haven't You haven't done the stuff from I'll get there probably. No, you won't. No, you won't. You are Oh, I probably will, though. Do you want to I'm going to put this out there. We do have an off-air bet that Jack won't watch all of the recommended movies slash yeah. Dare Lost movies. Bet We've lost already movies, bet. We already have that bet. I know. I'm well, just. It was off-air, so I'm telling the listener to hold you accountable. Asshole. Do you want me to double down, Jake? I'll double down. Yes. Yes, we do want you to double down. Fuck you. I'm doubling down. Bam. Okay. I don't know what that means. So now uh, you get Me to assign either. both Jake and I a movie if you actually watch all your shit. I thought uh, that was the deal anyway. Oh, so you, you can assign, assign us. Movies? You can assign us a movie, and then you can do something unexpected. I get to assign you each two movies. Uh, fine. So then we get to give you four movies. Yes. Okay, I'm cool. With well, I mean, which if I lose the bet, the, I'm probably not going to watch anyway. Extraordinarily low. Just add Jack. to my list. They're extraordinarily <laughs> low because his list is like 18 I, long. So. I got nothing to lose here. Yeah. <laughs> Just start racking them up. I yeah. watched the movie I have... Raw, which is a French movie that was recommended Jack by Jake. Yes, it was. It is available on Netflix. I downloaded it onto my phone and I watched it on a plane, which was So, hey, Mark, I have a question for you. Ooh, I have two questions for you because I, the, what you just said just registered my brain. Okay, cool. <laughs> question number one, a plane, how did that go over? Question number two, before you answer question number one, I didn't recommend you this movie, so what did you think? Um, and and let, let's be clear, Jake, you did a bad job sequencing your questions. And watching no, they were great sequencing on your phone on a plane is not as bad as like a full on laptop. It's or still iPad not or great unless you're sitting with a buffer of a wife or some odd next to you, which I'm assuming might have happened in this case. So that would answer all. I sat with a buffer of an empty chair next to me, actually. That helps. OK, great. <laughs> you made your wife sit two chairs down. <laughs> 
she likes the window, and we had we. I was in the aisle, and technically she was in the middle. But then there was no. Oh one God, you're an aisle person. So yeah, technically, person. you removed oh. a seat of buffer. You removed an empty seat of buffer to sit a seat further away from your wife. No, 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 no. You are hearing me incorrectly. We were supposed to sit aisle and middle, and then there was no window, so we scooched over one. So it went wife, and then me, and then empty chair of buffer. Okay, that's the, the only aisle. acceptable <laughs> answer. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll tell you what. I was still really paranoid about people watching my phone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or, or yeah. like the 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 stewardesses come by and they're like asking me if I want a you know Flight cookies, Biscoff cookies, or a soda pop or whatever, and, or human. Uh, well, you were on a Delta flight. I was on a Delta flight. Uh, I live in Salt Lake. It's a Delta hub. It's also uh, the only one that serves Biscoff. I like Delta. Yeah, you already. This is the <laughs> brought to you by Delta. Get your Sky Miles here. <laughs> hey, Delta, reach out. We're willing to sponsor you. Apparently, <laughs> um, nope. Other way around. You should sponsor us. So it was. We're a willing partic- to sponsor you, <laughs> guys. Guys, keep it on the rails. Um, no. This is. I. I was. I mean, this was after my birthday weekend where we had celebrated a lot. And it was kind of a bumpy flight, and I'm obviously like looking down to watch my phone. So it was already kind of nausea-inducing, and then also this movie's tough <laughs> at times. Um, yeah, I can see why you. Re- I think you recommended this to Jack purely because it's French. Am I right? I don't- no, not purely because it's French. I, I mean, if you remember, it was one of my top three movies of last year. I think this movie does a I mean, lot that is really tremendous. And that's why I ended up watching it, even though you didn't recommend it explicitly yeah. to me. It's in your top three, so I'm going to yeah. watch. Um, Look, it it was good. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. And Clearly part of not, that is probably because I, had to, I was craning my neck directly downward. And, like, and you're scared of lights. Protection with your elbows. Like, it's on the tray table. So, Mark, And you're Mark, trying to cover it up. Mark, yeah. I'm going to pause you for a second. So, what you're saying is a hungover flight, I don't know, flight anxiety, nausea Mark on a cell phone didn't enjoy this as much as Jake in a very comfortable setting. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, not okay, the best cool, viewing cool, cool. experience. I'm just, I'm just clearing that up for the listener. <laughs> just make sure. Cool. cool, um, cool, cool I did cool, go back and watch kind of the end of it because I wasn't paying that much, that much attention to it on the plane. I was distracted yeah. by some other stuff. So I went back and watched it in the comfort of my own home. And like I recognize, it is a very well put together movie. Um, Techn- still a little yeah. confusing. And frankly, it's great. One of the most disturbing things I've seen ever. Not related well, to the movie shit. whatsoever. There is some B-roll of some chick licking a dude's eyeball, and it's in right. there a lot, and it's very upsetting. I didn't. I. I. I do not care for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, that's raw. It's available on Netflix. It has been. It will be. Go. All right, Jack. We'll probably not watch it. Jake, I will. I fuck you. Power through your last one because this movie was not an hour long. The one we watched this week. Unfriended 2, The Dark Web. <laughs> oh, shit. Christ. Uh, Fuck yeah, you This will go fast. This will yeah. go fast. So for a movie about being technologically savvy, I got this one in a DVD in the mail, in the snail mail, and I watched well, that's, it. That's not the movie's fault. Uh, No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> This is not as good as the original. I still kind of, I find the, I find the format of following, of like just watching people on Skype or whatever app they're using I, to be inherently immersive and I read somewhere that they kind of abandoned that this time around or at least partially abandoned it 
They didn't commit to it as hard. Oh, they I didn't guess. commit to it as hard, no, but it's still, you're watching a video chat. Okay. Um, and I, that part of it, I mean, there's sort of like a, there's a basement to this movie for me where there, I'm not going to go any lower on the immersion score than, I, this honestly isn't that great of a movie, but I was still into it. Is kind of Well, it is found here, footage, so. so. Um, they do go, essentially, you can get this from the trailer, and this is a minor spoiler, so I guess, I don't know, take your earbuds out for five seconds, but they do stray away almost completely from the supernatural element, which I thought was what made the first one work really well. Um, yeah. And it introduces a lot of believability issues into the second movie. I mean, granted, there's a lot of believability issues in the first movie, too, <laughs> but at least you have, like, the supernatural element to explain those away. In this one, you just have, like, super hackers or whatever the fuck you want to call them, like, messing your day up. So, yeah. It sounds terrible. Uh, I don't, don't dissect the plot. Uh, and it's certainly oh. not as good as its original, but... You know what? If this one comes out on streaming and you have just free access to it, and you like the first one, and you're in a fan of the format, Mark, I want an honest answer. I'm not going to say here. don't watch it. If I, I want an honest answer from you here, if I've got 90 minutes of free time, and let's say I've already made it through my list uh, that I'm definitely going to make it through, mm-hmm. um, should yeah, I definitely. watch Unfriended one again, or should I watch on this movie? You should watch Unfriended one again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thought so. Uh, but if you've already watched Unfriended 1, if you had 180 minutes and you wanted to do a double feature, I would do a double feature of Unfriended 1 and Unfriended 2 and not Unfriended 1 and a completely unrelated movie. <laughs> what about one of the other four or five movies that came out about friend requests and horror or whatever? I actually would probably bet that this is better than those. I okay. This is I'm better than Truth or Dare. I, got, I can't tell much. you I'm surprised by that. All uh, right. <laughs> Anything else to All say right. about that? I have... Nothing else to say about that. Cool. Let's oh, go to the actually, feature present. I, oh. have one, I do have one other thing. The the interesting wrinkle here is that there's a relationship between uh, a guy and a deaf girl, and that's kind of like the way that a lot of this stuff happens, which I actually think is kind of an interesting wrinkle for a movie, and I applaud it for that. It's on chat. It's on a computer chat. But they're video, they're video chatting, and he's like... He, signing. Uh, yeah, he's signing. signing. Mark, we can't. The, the listener cannot see the shapes you're making with your hands. The terrible attempt at sign language. They don't. Yeah, I might be. I might be fluent at sign language. The listener can't tell. So I can tell point. them you're not. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I've, I speak a very specific lingo of sign language. It's a southern dialect of American <laughs> sign language. It's a southwestern dialect. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what oh is? My. Oh, you did yours. I don't know. Whatever. Holy shit, we got to go to the feature presentation. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, you really fucked you that up. You blew it up, Mark. Brennan, man, it's the Black Death. You barely had any. I had a whole shot. Over at ADTHorror.com this week, we watched 2009's, I'm going to call it Harpoon this time. Just no, for you should call it the Reggie Vic while watching Massacre. Okay, we watched 2009's The Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre. Now, Thank boys, you. this came at us via listener suggestion. Uh, I'm just going to call the listener, whom I'm guessing is a woman, but that might be incorrect of me, Siga? Is She signed an email, S-I-G-G-A, so I'm going to say Siga. Okay. Uh, Jake, mean, do you want to take a shot at the real name? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've You're visited, a resident I, Icelandic I visited Iceland for double-digit days, but s- no, I don't really want to. Well, you you probably should because I've teased it now. Oh my god, Jack! Yep, I'm gonna guess Sigrithur, but I don't right. think that's correct. Probably no, that not, was correct. Yeah, you nailed close. it. Close. 
She yeah, can Mark call knows. us out. It's fine. She's a listener. Thank she you for the suggestion, Siga. But yeah, we super. So so what happened is she kind of just reached out to to get in touch with us, which was really cool. And then yeah. we said like, what fucking Icelandic movie should we watch? And she gave us a couple of cool suggestions. Yep. We picked this one. Yeah, we did. I think part of it we've seen some of the others, and they're good. And well, we you've to seen see this one. the other. The <laughs> the main the the linchpin here was that she did mention that Gunnar Hansen. Iceland's yep. own Gunnar Hansen is in this movie, yep. and we were like, you know what? Let's do that. Yeah, totally. And the fact that it's called the Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre, <laughs> that that too, <laughs> with, that helped. I, I mean, it's another Gunnar Hansen movie with Massacre in the title, right? For the for the uninitiated listener, I mean, Gunnar there's Hansen a reason. Let's be real. There's a reason why Massacre is in the title, right? Yeah. Gunnar Hansen is Leatherface. Yes, he played Leatherface. Yeah. So, so I would I'm, like to I would like to pause real quick. I believe oh the other one that she recommended was I Remember You. Is that correct? I remember you, yeah. Which, Which is I a think very is a much, much more slower paced. Like you've seen it, Jake. Let me know if I'm right or wrong, but sort yeah. of a much more psychological drama. I think yeah, Jake described think. it as like a supernatural mystery. Yeah, it's like a supernatural mystery psychological procedural sort of movie. I really enjoyed that one. Okay, so why would you recommend those two movies together? That seems like two of they're the polar different. opposite movies to recommend. Well, look, they're Mark. Been, they're, how many Icelandic been, horror movies do you think there are? Well, there've actually there've been a decent number over recent years. Like, okay, so we have these two. This is from 2009. Obviously, this is actually one of the earlier ones. The rest that I'm going to mention are are new, much newer. So, the one that we just said is obviously much newer. I think that's within the last year. I remember you. There's Rift, which I've spoken about on the podcast, which is also very psychological. That one is gorgeous. There's also Bokeh, which I think I remember mentioning is kind of like horror-ish, but I watched it right after I got back from the trip and it just kind of popped up on Netflix for me. And I was like, I don't think this is horror or whatever. We're going to watch it. And it was really, really interesting. Okay. Uh, there, and there's also Child Eater, I think, is one of the, the more notable ones recently. There are a decent number coming out of Iceland. I really like that. I think that there is talent there in film, and I like seeing these come out. So it's interesting to go back and watch one that is one of the older ones in that. There is also nice. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That is a definite horror Night- movie, and I agree. Is that even an Icelandic movie? No, it's in it just Iceland take, briefly. It, no, part of it takes place in Iceland. Is what Fuck happens. He you. goes longboarding near Reykjavik. Yeah, he lo- yeah he longboards. It's not that. How have both of you seen this movie, dude? That was this, a good movie. Headshot. Yeah, that in. actually is a that actually is a pretty good movie. It's kind of heartwarming. I like this. It. Is mind blowing. Yeah, to me. Ben Stiller longboards on the two, Snape two, You're Peninsula. missing the important part. He he longboards to Jose Gonzalez. Yes, importantly, yeah. great scene. Pretty good, Jack. Runs a volcano. Wow, it's kind of outrageous, but pretty good. I'll watch that three times before any of the ones on my list. So, gentlemen, safe to say, none of us have seen this one before. No, no. heavens, no! I hadn't even heard of this shit. So, thank you, Siga. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's... rare that we hear of a movie that we have not even heard of. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, for the listener, this is available to rent on Amazon Prime, on like Google Play, on iTunes, on all the stuff. You, you can, can just get like, it. find it. You can for sure get it. Yeah. Except Jake, you had trouble with that. Like I did. I email yeah. you a link. Mm, I don't know. I don't know where my <laughs> Are you phone just thought bad I was. at searching. No, uh, my phone and my computer actually both. They, I was. I don't know. I don't know. I was drawing blanks, and you sent it to me, and it was boom right there on the page. 
Just Fair if enough. you're stateside, just search for Harpoon Whale Watching ma- Massacre instead of Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre. Yeah, and start I'm sure with the Harpoon. Th- I think I got cached, actually, is what happened, and then I had some trouble, so I probably could have gotten there, but you sending me a link was easier, Well, and, and I'm Jake, lazy. Jake, here's the thing. You were searching for Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre, which to me means you probably spelled Reykjavik incorrectly. That that's sounds not, right to so, me. That's not possible. That seems pretty likely. <laughs> that's now, Jake, not possible. One of the I'm, easiest words to spell. I'm proclaiming you as the Iceland guy of this podcast, which means I'm assigning to you the uh, the laudable task of doing a 30-second plot synopsis of wow. this particular flick. this is horseshit. So 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start oh. when you start. Some people are in Iceland. They're at a concert. Things happen. There is no reason for them. Stop go to the next day people show up on a boat they go out to watch some whales it's a whole thing they get out on the ocean and a french guy gets really drunk and harpoons the shit out of gunner hansen he dies they get picked up by a really weird family who is there to save them quote unquote they aren't actually there to save them they're out there to kill the shit out of them uh a lot of them die a few of them I guess sort time. of get away, but the only one... Okay, I'm out of time. Wow, that was very short. The <laughs> only one that actually that's... gets away is the one from Japan. You yeah, spent I a think lot that's... of time on the uh, on the concert? That the part first... was weird, and I wanted to make note of it. It's the first instance ever of anybody denoting a scene change in the 30-second plot synopsis. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Move next to next day. day. <laughs> Light outside. Yeah, <laughs> I, that might be indicative of my feelings towards some of this movie. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they're at a weird heavy metal concert. Okay, I had a lot of thoughts about this concert. Okay, oh my god, I want to talk about that a lot. I have a lot of thoughts about this, too. So Decent job at what was a very hard 30-second plot synopsis. Not really. I mean, I could have just said there are some people on a boat, their captain dies, they get picked up by a weirdo family a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you you could have said it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a boat. Until one of them sort of gets away and flies away on a plane like a rude person. Yeah, you, you, you could have said it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a boat, basically. So you guys keep evoking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is obviously the Gunnar Hansen thing, but the trailer actually directly evokes The Hills Have Eyes, which is another good... I would love to have seen that trailer, but when I tried to watch the trailer, it was just a minute-long cut of them getting on the boat. Oh, well, I mean... I didn't watch the trailer either. The, I, so I kind of had that Hills Have Eyes thought during it, but it... I mean, the family is... Not mutated? Yeah, and not well, as like sort of dysfunctional, like not not as uh, clearly like they're much more human than the family from the hills have eyes. So they're not mutated. Yes. Okay. And cool. they speak more clearly. <laughs> hey, they're they're talkers in the in the hills have eyes. I know. Sure, Mark. There. Let's talkers. talk more about the concert scene. You guys had a lot to say about it. Boys, 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 boys. Mark, you're breaking format left and right. Yeah, Mark. It's really I don't appreciate it. I thought we could freewheel, you know? You guys We could talk instead. No! We cannot freewheel. We could talk instead. We're but what a regimented the fuck podcast, subgenre? Mark. We're never off the rails. Okay. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into? I'm going to take Slasher. Foreign. Damn it. Um, <laughs> that's all of them. <laughs> that's it. No, I think I have one on here that's ocean or boat. Oh, my God. Aquatic, do, nautical. I have nautical. Nautical horror is on here. Nautical, God, boom, damn, nailed fine. it. Damn it. Fine. Well, Those it is nautical. Three. It is hard three. to argue with nautical. It's the, fine. Those three. There. <laughs> done. I argue Suckers. with that its existence as a subgenre of horror. But... I, I actually kind of like it. It has its own feel to it. 
we'll talk about this later, but I mean, it, it lends a lot to the overall setting and kind of feel of being enclosed. And thalassophobia is a real thing, and you basically only get that in nautical horror. So, and I have it. So, okay, so we'll talk about how that fits into this particular movie, which I'm not sure it does all that much. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Hmm. So, what does this movie do right? The concert scene at the beginning. Let's talk about it. Jesus. Really? It does that right. Really? I, I know you guys like were the, the ones who wanted to say stuff about it. I have nothing good to say about the concert it's scene. It's terrible. Okay. Well, Except then Sigarosa is a pretty good Let me tell you about the concert. Here. Let me tell you about what the movie does right by posing a question to you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. What was your favorite kill? I mean, the harpoon gun. Really? The gun. Okay. The Gunner Hansen kill? The Gunner Hansen kill was an accident, so it actually. You're the talking Gunner about the Hansen harpoon kill. gun, like the, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the oh, God. The Gunner <laughs> Hansen kill was a bit, I don't know, underwhelming, because it's Gunner Hansen, then he just kind of gets, like, stabbed at the beginning. Like, it's like, okay, here's where we're going with this movie, so I get it. But at the same time, like, okay, Gunner Hansen's now gone. Yep. That sucks. Yep. Uh, my, my favorite kill was the spinning, flying tomahawk hatchet into the... Full yeah. decapitation, which yeah. I have a lot of problems I, with. I really it enjoyed. Me, it I pulled me out of a dark decapitation. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, pulled me out of a dark place. Yeah, there were several. So anyway, what I'm getting at here is that <laughs> among the many things, guys, that this movie does right, I think the best is that it has several pretty good kills involved. Totally. And I would say that in such in like an over. Well, like I don't know, it's an over the top sort of way. The the effects are good. Yeah, no, I think they a, are. they're outrageous, but they're good. Like, I they're agree. they're hit or miss. A lot of the stuff is good, and then there's it's one of my favorites because it's sort of the titular thing. It's on the it's on the poster for the movie yeah. of the gigantic harpoon gun impaling the uh, Japanese husband guy. Which you don't even really see. Which you don't and even yeah. really see, and it's you like this get weird, it though, like, and it's like CG oh. framing thing. Yeah, but that guy's like fucking the best harpoon gun shooter ever. Well, he said, "Let's see if I got absolutely shit at this," and then he isn't. He My... he's not. He's the best that's ever been at it. He's Dude, superhuman he's, at yes. it. Yes, he's the best there's ever been. It was all luck. Have we considered that? Maybe it, he just got lucky. No, he didn't, dude. If he can hit a whale, he can hit a man, Mark. That's, no, that's not the, uh, how that opposite. works. No, that's the if opposite can... of how that of how that syllogism works. Mm-hmm. So if you can dodge, dodge a, wrench, a ball, you can, you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. Right, yeah. but if you can dodge a whale, you can dodge a wrench. No, I think you're wrong. Okay. We've Whales are notoriously past. slippery, Mark. My, <laughs> my point is, some of the effects don't look very good. Yes. And, and, and like, the spinning tomahawk looks campy and weird, but it's fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, let's talk about the burning mother too. That was cool. Let's talk about the that religious great. weird fear guy who gets a flare in down. the eye. That was good too. Yes. They're all good. They're good. They are. The hammer um, wasn't even that bad. The hammer to the eye wasn't that bad. Or the direct middle of the forehead, I suppose, wasn't that no, bad. I, I think all that stuff looks good. I, I think another thing this movie does very right for me at least. We're watching a horror movie here, and this goes some extreme places, but it fucking goes there. It's disturbing as shit. What? I, okay. Look, let's... Yeah, yes. I mean, Yeah, I mean, I guess cats out of off- the bag. I'm assuming you're talking about how they don't shy away from having the sort of, like, 
this person's life is just getting absolutely obliterated sort of situation. Yes. We're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. The curly-haired blonde woman. Yeah, she gets almost raped or raped, and then also <laughs> after that, for her troubles, situation. is strung up by her hands and, like, coated in blood and groped by a perv-bag creepo. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So I guess I guess what it's I put that under is it does uncomfortable in an adequate or more than adequate way. Yeah, and I, eh. this was going to be my transition to what it does middle because it's a it's a tonal shift. It's the movie it is it does not have a consistent tone. No, no, it doesn't. I don't think it ever quite found the, that ground at yeah. all, actually. But yeah. I, I I do think that the what it does on the part of being a little bit over the top and uncomfortable is more than adequate. Like I said, I don't know. I don't even know I'm, how to I'm just gonna, that. I'm just going to throw this out there. I, it's a 100% in the does wrong category for me, dog. The Nothing about shift? the tone is good. That's not sure. tone. I'm not talking about tone. I'm just talking about, there are sequences here where it is over the top and uncomfortable. And, okay, and I so there's there's that's not can, a tone from the movie standpoint. Those are completely different things. The part that works for it is that it's relatively splatstick at times. the The point where it tries to either be some type of high minded commentary, or uh, I don't know what else you'd want to call it, but basically, anytime it weighs in on like social issues, it, that's, oh yeah, it's wrong. It does it wrong. Short and it feels ham fisted. So if you Agreed. if you want to leave it on hillbillies throwing axes and decapitating people in midair and stuff, I, yeah, that I agree with you. That is what it does right. Anytime yeah. there's anything other than surface dialogue, it does wrong. I agree. Okay, and I think the, the we're not agreeing even... at all. I'm not sure why you took it all the way to what it does wrong right now, but that's fun. Well, let's go to what it does middle. But I think because okay. I think even the producers realized this error, right? They first marketed this as i think it was what iceland the first icelandic thriller when the movie first came out uh i even read i think one of the imdb trivia things i'm pulling it up here right now yeah i want to get the word exactly right promoted in iceland as thriller or whatever you pronounce that which is an icelandic word meaning something between thriller and horror but then, after the initial release came out, they pivoted and marketed it and changed the tagline to should only be seen if you have a sense of humor. That seems I, right. Yeah, so I believe so, actually what happened was it was promoted as a splatter film very first, uh, and it didn't go over well. And then they changed it to Thriller. So Thriller was their, like, they deliberated on it and changed it to Thriller. <laughs> so I actually don't really understand that if that's the trajectory. Because it's a lot a of spla- splatter films absolutely fall into what I saw. Thriller could be a lot more high-minded and understandable, I guess. So that seems like the complete well, wrong direction to me. Thriller, you're also focusing on one character who goes on a journey. And that's the opposite of this movie. <laughs> no, this movie is some splatter horse shit yeah yeah i think we're all in agreement that it's basically a slasher yes well yes it is yeah yeah it's a splasher i don't have anything ah, else. yeah nailed it jake Damn just it. nailed it jake nailed it mark do not add that to the list you son of a bitch <laughs> I, it's see now oh, it's oh, I already closed it <laughs> it's, it's a splash. Not a splasher sub subgenre splasher i don't have anything else that does middle well, I still I didn't had know some we things had to do. Anything it does middle. What did it do middle, Jack? 
Uh, I said the the tone. I think it it works really well as really oh, disturbing sometimes. Oh shit! You got sometimes. that in the middle. Yeah, and it works really well as a splatter, goofy nonsense movie. It but the tonal shift. That's why I think the tonal shift is what it does in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I agree with you. I think the only thing that I could possibly say to elaborate on that is that like the second act, if we can possibly break this out into three acts, is good in the sense that it picks up in a nicely paced kill or be killed sort of slasher but then it consistently throws in like weird problematic shit that pulls you out that's one there's thing. a lot so kind of, of problematic shit in ends up in the middle for me Two, yeah. it tries to have the strong characters i mean this is sort of a subset of what i was just saying it tries to have strong characters and present them to you they redeem that bad shit but then it's like too awkward and ham-handedly jarbled to make any sense or make you feel okay about it yeah, so I like it, it has end... a super badass gay character, right? Yeah, and it also that's has the last a woman exactly. that they try to humanize being really offended exactly. that he's gay and like it's yeah. not teaching uh oh, god, it's just Well, it's that's rough. the last thing I was going to say too is like then to like do the thing that they did with the main I don't know, is that the male lead? The There's no lead. There's no this is something he does wrong. I want <laughs> I, I don't know. That guy, that guy's character was weird. It was like, it ends up being like, I think he's going to be the hero, but then it's like, see, we've done all this weird problematic shit, but oh, wait, he's a minority and he's gay and he's strong, so it's okay. And you're like, you didn't but, do enough legwork here, guys. <laughs> well, and then, and then the Icelandic a- Coast Guard shoots him in the head. Well, that, I think I honestly think that was sort of an homage to like Night of the Living Dead. That's that the was, only thing I can think of. That was one hundred. They just straight up stole the ending from that. That's not an homage. Yeah. Oh, totally. They just they just stole it. Yeah, I don't 100%. know about steal, but okay, it's an homage. They Mark, just stole on, it. That no, 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 no. So Mark's saying it's an homage. It's fine. Not it's an homage. It's not an homage. What did this movie do wrong? Well, okay, okay. Hold on. I'm putting the kibosh on this. <laughs> I still have things in does right and does middle, and I don't think why you have you not been? Oh, fuck. Go. Does Go. right. The setting. We haven't even talked about like the whole point of this being in Iceland, and them being okay. Yeah, on let's two talk about boats. that because I didn't have that it's, in. It right. has to, it, it it they it's in name only. Yeah, all the other movies that I mentioned earlier have something, like, when I see that Icelandic, like, film, whatever, collective, or whatever it's called, I now, because this is the last that I've seen of the group that I mentioned, I expect something that is going to show me the beauty and, like, kind of surreal elements of what that place is, because it is absolutely phenomenal, and I recommend everyone go there. This gets to a little bit of that, but it's almost... In the, I mean, it is in the background quite literally, but it's it's very minor, and I guess that's sort of being I'm kind of victimizing it from being a little bit lesser than some of the other movies rather than standing on its own merits. But I didn't get much of that, man. I saw some ocean, but that's nautical. That's well, like yeah. international. That's like fucking public domain at that point, Mark. I mean, I guess, and that, but that's kind of what I was getting at is the setting itself is a nice little like. Super small boats. You can kind of hide. You can kind of run. But ultimately, everyone's within about 50 paces of you, no matter what you do. So but we okay. talk about it this. forces the conflict. This is something I had in what it does wrong, because we talk about this in other nautical movies where it doesn't feel nautical. 
right? When you watch a movie that has genuine nautical terror, it feels like you're on a boat and you feel that confinement. And I personally am freaked the fuck out of being on boats, especially on the ocean. I don't like it. I don't like not being able to go anywhere. And movies can capture that and do very well. And then some movies just say they're on a boat but are clearly filmed on a soundstage and do not make me feel, even in the exterior shots, like it's on a boat. It's not... Like, I... Even when you watch Captain Phillips or The Perfect Storm, the camera tracks with the horizon like as the boat is moving. You feel like you're on a fucking boat. You This doesn't feel like that. Interesting. Even when the French guy's on the mast? Even when the French guy's on the mast, because okay. that's just post-hoc camera effects tilt. I don't like it. I don't know. I think they had him stand on a thing. I, I mean, mean I think they had him stand on a thing, but they tilted the camera or edited okay. so it looked tilted. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tie this into one other thing I wanted to mention, which was that I, I look, Jake's the Iceland guy as far as the Iceland films go, but I do feel like they all seem to look pretty similar. There's almost like a style. There's a visual style that comes out that's like relatively bright, relatively low contrast, and interesting, generally blue and whitish lighting. Well, and I, I mean, totally there's a lot how of many, really dark stuff. There's, do you Jack, think there shut are? Up. there's a lot of really dark <sighs> stuff in this one, but any of the opening scenes is. <laughs> It's all like this super kind of almost overwashed, like white backdrop that is, there's like not a lot of shadow. It's like super high in the Arctic Circle type film. Don't disagree. Am I allowed to talk again? No. Oh. Yeah, you've exceeded your quota and we're two thirds of the way through. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, I think you were about to continue. I I mean, look, apparently you guys are biting at the champing at the bit to go uh to go biting to at the wrong, champ so. biting at the champ <laughs> we're biting at the champ you're biting at creed oh god i want to see that movie so bad me too it looks so good holy oh, shit soon by the time this comes out i'll probably have seen it so whatever <laughs> nice so let me wanna... know when you're going guy so you want to what mark you want to fight well yeah i mean we can fight. you want to maybe hey. <laughs> we want to go to what is yeah it is wrong yeah wow yeah that Yes. Jack, you got to fix this. Fix all of this. <laughs> all right. The story of this thing is a fucking mess. Even the... the It's yes. not... Agreed. In so many different ways. But from like the... They make it seem like it's a plan, but then it's so luck and random chance dependent, and then it's a plan again. The, the writing of this movie is a mess. Uh, that, I mean, you're scratching the surface. This is a very <laughs> deep problem with the, okay, here's case in point. I was Go. providing us a jumping off point. You yeah, dive in, shit. Mark. He's scratching case, the surface. That case like in point thing. is Gunnar Hansen's character. Yep. Why, why does he exist? A, and I mean, he gets them out there, I guess, but like, why does, why does he need to die? Why do they kill him off? The whole because thing they... still happens. The boat is already fucked up. And then he dies. Because they can't pay Gunnar Hansen to be in the whole movie. So they... What? So he's killed by happenstance and that's the inciting thing? But it's not. They have have the guy who pretends to be developmentally disabled towards the start of the movie. And what is his role? Why does he exist? Why does he live in a lighthouse? This is... This is what I'm You're talking about. You're getting into the whole thing, Mark. You're it's like now he lures the them onto the boat, but then a random drunk Frenchman, who, by the way, is just the French Prince of Bel Air. That guy looks exactly like Prince. 
but he the looks Fresh like Prince, Prince of Bel Air is Will Smith. Prince was he, never associated with the Fresh Prince. He's the French Prince of Bel Air, is what I said, Mark. So he looks he's like Prince, Prince and not like Will Smith. You got to con- I'm confused now. He looks like Prince, but he's French. He's the French Prince. You guys okay, that's suck. A funny that joke. was a good ah, joke. I got it. I get it. Now. I, I get hate it. you both. I don't think they're anywhere near Bel Air. God damn it. Although. The license plate did say fresh, and they had dice hanging from the rearview mirror of the boat. Hmm. Wait, the boat had a license plate? Probably. I don't know how things work in Iceland. <laughs> you gotta have the license just plate. Like they, just like they do in Bel Air, Jack. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the French Prince of Bel Air. Okay, I want this. This is this is a this is a like you said, Mark. This is the a portal to a much larger conversation about every fucking character of this movie. There is no character in this movie. Arguably, maybe the uh, curly-haired blonde woman. Maybe. The one who is raped? Yes. Well, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about here, is there could potentially be two. There could be one of each gender, and neither of them have enough legwork done, nor does it make any sense for them to be that role. It's fucking absurd. It's just, here's a bunch of characters, and they're all pushed, they're all dialed up to 11. Especially her, though. Especially her. She just kind of gets boned, theoretically. So she's, what she's like a green piece, metaphorically, lady. realistically, the whole movie, and it's I don't like it. She, because she's there's a, no nothing ends up happening. Like you're waiting for the payoff that would come with a typical movie like this with her, and then it just sort of ends. Yeah, yeah. She. It's weird, and maybe that's a statement piece, but it, I didn't really. I wasn't following, man. Didn't really I, look, land. I, I think they were trying to go for kind of like the nihilism that's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end of it, right? But it just sure. doesn't work here. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre also well, didn't have look, caricatures of of yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, this characters. movie was in a look. Let's just get this out there and finish it, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. In a lot of ways, this movie was trying to be exactly like that. Think about the weird family. They were trying to go for that nihilism in the ending. It went for that. Let's even talk about the film grain here. Like, clearly this is a digital movie. This thing was going for some absolute dog shit looking film. In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm that I'm glad works. they were doing that intentionally. Here, <laughs> I'm, Mark, by the rest of the film going for as much similarity as it did, I am choosing to believe that it was going for a similar style of film quality. I'm oh, I think it was. right now, listener. But... It doesn't really work in this one, whereas it does in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is an impossible thing to capture more than once. That is lightning in a bottle. This is why the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 went a totally different direction. Toby Hooper knew this. Don't do it again. That's also the difference between shooting Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the early 70s and shooting this one in the middle 2000s. Well, that's the other thing, right? If you are going to try to replicate it, it, you just didn't. Don't add CG to it because CG definitely doesn't fit in with that fake film quality. Yeah, exactly. 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 But there are there are no characters. I don't know. No, obviously, yeah, no, I think you're right. supposed Leave to root that. for Jack. You're supposed to root for the guy, right? The 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 the, the gay black guy. <laughs> well, and I wanted to root for the woman. Uh, yeah, I, I was that rooting for her too, and everything that I believe as a human being leads me to want to root for her. But then nothing happens. She's also not. She, she's never developed. It's just, hey, she's no. friends with these like Greenpeace people that are against even watching whales because the whales are offended to be looked at. That's one of your what you were talking about, Mark, where it's trying to do maybe do some social commentary that I didn't understand. Well, I don't think it had any 
<laughs> grasp on it. But God, wanna, she's not given anything. That's I want to bring different. that. I want to bring that back up because we're we're dancing around what I think is the thesis statement, the thing that describes this movie in its entirety. It Do thinks it. it's trying to be. It, it thinks it's comedy. This was made with tongue in cheek. It is subgenred as comedy on IMDb. That was yeah. the whole point of them pulling it back and adding the tagline, but only right. if you have a sense of humor. Right. But yeah. that's the type of shit you only have to do if you don't have a very good sense of humor. Right. Right. You, what this you, is is a stand-up comedian going up on stage, telling a bunch of racist jokes, and then getting pissed off when people are offended at how unfunny the jokes are. Agreed. Right. Totally. Right. This yeah. movie is sexist and racist, intentionally so, but it tries to disguise it as some like meta commentary that it doesn't even fully comprehend. Yeah, or if it's trying to be if it's trying to prove a point through having sexism and racism as a a mechanism that horror uses and then it remedies that through strong character. Uh, no, it just fails in that regard. I it does. It does the said. first half no, of that. It, All it, of yeah, these. No, it's yeah. It does the first half of that, but it never even. I feel like it never even tries. It could have well, been left also, on the cutting I, I think, floor. I, think, I doubt it. To Jack's yes. point, what he's trying to say is everyone in this movie is a caricature, and as such, they become completely unbelievable. Yeah. So what the movie does wrong is anything related to race and or gender, gender and or sexual orientation. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You name it, they did it wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Well, wow. and also it 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 flips back and forth between clearly wanting you to hate a character in particular. I'm thinking ostensibly about the woman who's there on her honeymoon alone as right? a widower. It, I, oh, it she goes gets it, worse throughout, but it's like it goes back a, and forth between like she's terrible, right? I'm gonna watch a woman getting raped and not do anything about it, but then the movie's gonna try to humanize me. Then I'm going to offend this gay guy by being backwards and stupid and terrible and religious, and then the hum- movie wants me to be okay again. And then I'm on a boat with this sympathetic woman, so I'm just screaming about nothing and harpooning away all that drags me under the sea. It's it doesn't know what to do with her. So. Nope. We're belaboring the point here, but just real quick, there are five women in this. There are five women in this movie. One is a rape victim. One is a widower. One is the evil villain lady. One is a completely useless, like child of privilege, East Asian stereotype, and the last one is the femme fatale bodyguard who actually survives at the end. I, mean, I think there's could, another couple. Could of you Iceland- come up with a more no? There no. There's, like there's the another German couple of Icelandic of women that aren't given any lines. Those are German, I Great. think. Oh, okay. German. So the uh, the ones that are characters in the movie, <laughs> then that's what I was actually talking about. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Not the no, ones that are extras. Not, it gives, well, Mark. In fairness, no... it's a hard it's a hard thing to figure out whether or not they are characters in the movie. I'll put it this way. This movie does not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. No, we'll say getting. that. We'll say that. Sure. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, let's well, get I back mean, into, let's get back into the more of the surface of the movie as a, as a horror experience. There is no point at any time where I am intimidated by these villains at all. No, they seem very defeatable. Yeah. They're, I mean, one of the the dude who shoots the other dude with the with the harpoon, he's actually kind of intimidating. The other, the 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 other brother is like straight up a weakling, and then the other villain is an old lady, and she might be like the old the you know the mastermind of the whole situation, but like she's easily overpowered. But come on. She gets set on fire right. almost immediately. Well, she she's also yeah. not presented as threatening because she's the mastermind. She's presented as threatening because she's trying to chase them with a harpoon, and like good, have her chase me with a harpoon. I'll she's win that chasing- fight. 
That's the thing. She's chasing them with a harpoon through a, like, through the under whatever cave area of the boat. The cave so, area. The cave area. It's it's like when you <laughs> have a cave, long sword in, in dark cave souls area and you're in a cave. Of the boat. <laughs> and you try and swing it and it hits a wall. And then you come up like wow. an asshole. And she's giving away her position the whole time by clanging it around on the walls, which I think they think is intimidating, but is actually just tactically disadvantageous. Yeah, I, it would be... This this situation would resolve itself in 35 seconds if this were real. Look, I get the first one, right? That first <laughs> woman is fucked. The woman who takes a hatchet to the head, she's yep. gone. You can't, because that's a surprise. These people rescued you, and then, oh, God. But yeah, then, and then you go into fight or flight mode, and you choose fight because you're not intimidated at all. Yeah, I choose fight because he left the hatchet in her head, so I can just tackle that guy. <laughs> exactly. You just throw him <laughs> overboard. That's all it takes. Yeah. The, I the, definitely the water is very cold. I definitely wouldn't set my camera down strategically under my coat, put on a life jacket, and leap off the boat into the frigid water miles from shore. When there's still a lifeboat at that point, right? That's before the lifeboat leaves? Yeah, that, I mean, and look, that is, it's part of their commentary thing. I think he's he's a dick, so he's not supposed to make good decisions, but that... Uh, he's what the Japanese tourist guy makes the worst possible decisions. But wouldn't it make him more of a dick if he took the lifeboat and left It'd everybody make else him on So board? much more of a dick. So this movie doesn't even nail its own racist caricatures. I I do I do like that the the rapist first mate, while tonally inconsistent, I do like that he's just like fuck it, I'm out. The, is that the flare gun guy? No, no, no the the guy who rapes the the woman. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I forgot that they brought the... God, there's so many villains in this he, movie. He yeah. took the... Right? Yeah. He took the, the small boat of the uh, thing. Uh, so, yeah, he just fucking takes the boat and pieces out. And that felt totally consistent, at least. Yeah, I mean, someone, someone's got to do it, right? In a, in a movie full of dickheads, at least one of the dickheads has to steal a boat. Yes. And there's only one boat to steal, so everyone's just stealing every boat at all times. Yeah, yep, yeah. But God, I mean that uh, the 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 widower woman. I just every God, I hate her so much. And then the movie wants me to. I don't like anyone. Sometimes I don't, I, I I like the the dude. I like the the guy who wants to protect everybody. Yeah. Okay, he's, fine. He's very clearly supposed to be the hero. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's the likable guy. Yep. Yeah, and I do like him. And then he dies. And then hey, he dies. hey, Jack, what do you think overall of the acting in this movie? It's decent overall. De- Would you like to do a quick uh, lightning oh, round? I God think we need a lightning round. God I think we need a lightning damn round. It. I don't even know all the... Okay. Well, Jack, as the lightning round guy, I'd say you should do a lightning round. All right. I'll, I'll do a lot. Look, I'm up to the task. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Pila Vitala. Don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, to, wait, to be clear, pause lightning round. Okay. Actor name or character name? This it doesn't the... matter. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actor name. Okay. Are we resuming um, lightning round? Resuming lightning round with the caveat that unless you say Gunnar Hansen, I won't know who you're talking about. <laughs> So resume lightning round. <laughs> okay, resume, resume lightning, lightning round. round now. This one just says nay. Is this one of the the random women who doesn't like the Japanese? No, she's the, she's the one who she's the uh, the one who survives the bodyguard. Oh, uh, she does a pretty good job, but I want to know more about that character. I want I want the prequel following her. 
Or wow, you want a prequel here, huh? Yeah, I do. Okay. Terrence Anderson, the black guy. I think his accent confuses me. I wasn't sure where he was from originally. I thought he was doing a Cockney accent at some points, so I'm going to say pretty poor, but I was charmed by him. It might have been because of the devoidness of other likable characters. So decent. Here we go. I hope you know all of these people. Helgi Bjornsson. Who? They played Turgvi. Uh, Unhelpful. Okay. Uh, how about next one? How about Gudrun Gisolotitir? Oh, probably great. I imagine. Uh huh. Okay. How about Stefan Jonsson? Oh, you're trying to trick me. That was the rapist. I think I hate that guy. Okay. How about Eamon Hamduchi? Mm, wait, that might have been the rapist. I don't. I don't know any of these people, Mark. I, this is terrible. How'd Gunnar Hansen do? Oh man, he killed it. How about, I will say uh, this. I liked. I liked Gunnar Hansen's like genuine look of despair but not like terror when he's calling out on the radio looking for people to help him find some whales because he's got this whale watching thing then he's not finding any whales that was truly the eyes the 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 peak of emotional distress in this movie okay how about here's one ragen hilder steinen jonstoter terrible just okay for the record i have to i have to pause the lightning around here because None of us are equipped to pronounce any of these names. So no, and I also that, don't know who you're talking about except for Gunnar Hansen. No, these look. It's a difficult thing to do. I, look, I, you don't know who Snorri Engelbertson is. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Snorri! I am Snorri's so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry for us. It's specifically to Siga. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name I'm also, also probably mispronouncing. Yeah, I didn't. You're the one who subjected the lightning round on me. How about Miranda Hennessy? Probably like okay. The was she the the curly haired woman? She's Marianne. Uh, unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't know what the name of any of these characters is. Uh, <laughs> and this concludes the lightning round. <laughs> Our best Probably lightning the worst round one yet. Ever. Our best the worst lightning one ever. round yet. Yeah. Overall, though, not not now that we're past the joke. How is the acting in this movie? I don't think it's that bad, but also it's no, Icelandic, it's so I can't tell. No, no, I don't it really, think it's that bad. It's it's also not all Icelandic. It really isn't that bad. It's just it's the victim of bad direction and inconsistent tone. I don't even know, dude. Honestly, this is a hard movie to talk about in terms of like direction versus writing versus whatever. Like, it is. It is the construction of this movie is bonkers. But like some of the the more chilling parts are chilling because the acting works well. Some of the more comedic parts are comedic because the acting works well. I think the actors do a fine job. Okay. Yeah, we're not blaming the actors. Cool. We got that done. That takes Smart. us to what it does middle. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We were talking about what it does right because I felt like we all kind of thought that it was good. Oh, I see. It's a really so funny that joke. takes us to a oh, certain whistle, I think. Does it? I don't have a boat whistle. I wish I, I really wish I had like a foghorn that I could play right now, but nitpick foghorn incoming. You should have just tried to do a lonesome whale on it for a bit. One solitary thing. You should have tried to do a whale sound. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there it is. What if I edited it in a perfect foghorn? You should probably just do that. I'm just thinking about Foghorn Leghorn now. Why was that guy called Foghorn? Why was let's that not, guy's first name let's Foghorn? Not, let's Why not was his last him. name Leghorn? 
Because his first name was Foghorn. It's a chicken and egg situation. Classic. No, I mean, realistically, his his dad would have been named like Mr. Leghorn, and then he chose to name his son Foghorn. Foghorn. Because of the leghorn. So, yeah, actually, the, the chicken please, was... Please, please. Foghorn was the, my father. Call me Mr. Leghorn. Yeah, so, Jack, clearly the chicken was the leghorn part. But what's that the egg is part? Clear. Yeah. The foghorn. I mean, talk about foghorn nits. hatched out can of we, an egg. Can we talk about nits for a quick second here? Sure. So, let's go back to that concert scene, okay? Okay, yeah, good. I'm glad we yeah, got Yeah, mother yeah, 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 fucker. Yeah. They're at so, a heavy metal crap- concert. This is a weird hardcore concert, right? Like, dude wailing in a mask sort of shit. And she's talking this about crowd... Sick of Rose. What? She then brings up Sick of Rose during those the are... concert. So, those are very different bands, A. And B, this crowd is way... This is kind of illustrative of the point. This crowd is way too diverse to be acting the way they are acting for a show like this. Like, that doesn't happen in nature. Explain more. I don't think that I need to. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. What do you like, mean by I don't have a diverse do crowd diverse? at a show that is as pinpoint weird as is a hardcore band with a dude screaming in a mask? Okay. Yes, I agree with. Like that. that just is a thing that is for certain types of people, and I guess there'd be some people moshing, so they got that part right. But it's a look, dude. Like all of us have gone to plenty of concerts in our life, and this type of diversity is not what you see at a concert. Like that. Like that, to be clear. Yes. That like concert that. Is, and then it makes no fucking sense that there, I, I, the fandom between that and Sigaros has to be almost non-existent. No, there's no... You, you draw the Venn diagram of that and it does not overlap, so it does not exist. No, I disagree. Yeah. I think the overlap between those two things is Iceland. <laughs> they just don't care. There's just well, they couldn't think of another Icelandic band, even though they're from Iceland, ostensibly. Yeah, exactly. There if you're plenty. from Iceland, are... I feel like you probably are at least tenuously aware of the big bands from Iceland. Yeah, but there uh, there's so much music coming out of Iceland right so now. So then, like, don't I, go I, I to Sigaros. Why? Well, okay, I, just, I don't go, go to our go to a party where people are listening to a Sigaros CD or a Bjork CD, and those are the two bands I can name. Passing around That's a single beer. Cool. Cool. We are the That's music fun. guys. Hey, question for you, Jake. Did you go to any musical things while you were in uh, Iceland? So there wasn't a lot happening other than just like your standard weekly shows, at least when we were in Reykjavik. And once you get out of Reykjavik, there's not a whole lot. There's actually, I guess, on, it's not necessarily the eastern coast, but there's a there's a festival that happens. It's on the more hardcore side that happens in like the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's also a festival that happens in Reykjavik, which just happened after we were we recorded this, so we're recording this clearly like in middle November. It was happening early November, I guess, called Iceland Airways, and that's a really prominent international music festival now. Like your KEXP type listen, like KEXP goes there. It's a big deal. Uh, all that being said, I just went on a tangent, Mark. Uh, we saw some music, but it was not. It was more in like your breweries and bars type situation than actual shows. And There's was a lot it, of music coming out of Iceland. But it was just kind of like uh, standard what you would normally see in bars and stuff. It oh, shit. It wasn't yeah. anything crazy like Viking rock or something like that. It's not no, like a No, it was like people with guitars, man. Oh, <laughs> they have guitars in Iceland? Yeah, it was like people with acoustic guitars. It was very highly normal. Oh. Were they playing like, them with a bow like Sigaros? Singing in English and Icelandic in very like harmonistic tones oh okay follow-up question did did like the main singer sing a couple bars and then stop 
And then there was a uh-huh. translator who sang in English. Is that what you're saying? Precisely. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, that's Kay. how it goes. Uh, I have a nitpick here. Cool. Get us back. Um, this is this is near the rape scene, and I want to avoid that whole thing because that's just terrible, right? Yeah, but it's beyond the realm of nitpick. Right. The the widow woman who runs down there and uh, she says the captain's hurt, and the the rapist says how badly. She says, "I don't know." <laughs> You watch him get skewered. impaled, and he's like nailed to the boat with a with a harpoon. You know how bad, as bad as possible. <laughs> yeah. Be like he's he dead. The he line dead. should should be: I cannot think of a worse situation to be in than this one right now. Yes, almost as bad as is possible. He dead. He's not guaranteed all the way obliterated from the earth, but he's close. <laughs> He's still fully attached to himself. That's all. That's basically all we can say. He wasn't all just a dick in the end. <laughs> but his his internal organs are faffed about. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Fuck everything about that character. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got one. When they first take off from the boat, um, one of the one of the I I believe it's I can't remember which one it is, but she's very Who seasick, cares? just puking the, over the edge. That's the Japanese woman. Yeah. The and wife. yeah, it is the possibly the glassiest day on the water you could you could think of. So Mark, uh, there are Mark, no I gotta tell you what. Sometimes that makes it worse. As a guy Mark, who gets yeah, real, real me, seasick. Let me, Mark. Let me paint you a little story picture here from my new, my not New Zealand. Jesus Christ, Iceland trip from last year. We were on a barge that was hauling our goddamn cars across a channel in Iceland. Spitting poetry and over here. I got so seasick on a relatively glassy day on a ferry that houses cars so it's pretty ginormous it can happen bud and, and that's why i'm couching this as a neat pick that's a nice oh really <laughs> oh, i think you just changed you. your mind midstream is what fuck happened. you no that's how yeah. i went into it yeah um, yeah 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 uh when the guy like jumps onto the door frame and swings his feet into another guy who's really close to him You'd be way better off to leave one foot on the ground and just kick that motherfucker. Swinging, reduce, jumping at that distance and swinging reduces the force to almost nothing with which you're kicking that guy. That's true. It, it like it like it, you're basically hitting with like about a third of your weight instead of you're gonna of bounce your off him and just like do nothing. Why? Why are you doing that? He'll just catch you. He'll just have both of your legs. Yeah, and along those same lines, wrestling technique when he's approaching the main villain from behind and about to bonk him in the head, first off, don't alert him to your presence by saying a one-liner. Second off, if you do, no, come up okay. with a much better one-liner than Yo Punk. You have to say the one-liner. Well, then Look, come up in with my something- life, in my life, if I am ever confronted with this situation, I like to think that I am the type of man who will say the one-liner first and then do the thing. Mark, Mark. I know you to be that type of man. I do also think that you would have at least started your swing by the end of your statement and not waited another full half second. So, I mean, let's be clear. The man I am is actually that I would come up with a one-liner and then Notice <laughs> totally that I did not, butcher it I did halfway not give you... through doing it and then probably like let go of the pike, pipe <laughs> fall and give myself a concussion and then get the shit kicked out of me. Oh, yeah. Without anyone ever having actually heard the one-liner. Yeah, by all that, yes. and I also did not give you credit for coming up with a better one-liner than Yo Punk, which you absolutely must do. 
That's a baseline. Look, but, I'll default but I to give Yo you credit for starting the swing at the right point of the one line. My point is, you need to have the one liner, and then you need to plan your attack. At least that's come the up, order just, of operations. At least come up with some kind of nonsense like ice to meet you, and then hit him with the pipe. You can't just steal Arnold Schwarzenegger lines. Why can't I? Uh, that's derivative. That guy doesn't Chicaner, know because he's dead. Because I hit him with a pipe at full swing in the back of the head. Then say got, pipe to meet you. <laughs> no, then then I've got like another twenty minutes before I meet up with the rest of my crew to tell them what awesome line I said before I murdered a man. <laughs> 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 and and uh, with that, do we have any other nits pick? I'm uh, just going through my notes here. I, um, I was going to introduce you with someone who does want to try the bed that Leonardo DiCaprio lay in, but then that got real depressing. What? Come on. That's the only other note I have. Oh, okay, I got some more. So, French guy, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, the French Prince of Bel Let's Bel-Air. acknowledge him for yeah. a second. That dude has a never-ending flask. Or he's just not pugging off it. Or he's not pugging off it, Jack. Yeah, he's just. Oh, not yeah, actually, actually maybe that's like it. a neat little character trait. Like the dude he's always pulling, acts like he's drunk, uh, but he Jake, never actually takes a drink. Really, you're you're are you really trying to knee pick this? He's he's pulling a certain he's he's pulling the move of a certain individual who with whom we went to high school and college did with a bottle of coconut rum that got you one of the drunkest I've ever seen you. <laughs> See, it worked. This is preposterous. And I, I don't know, know, if I know what I'm talking about also. though. I, need I to know hear exactly this. what you're talking about, Jack. I need to hear this story off air. I don't think I know Shut this up, story. Shut up, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you know the story. <laughs> it's the hunting demon story. It's the hunting demon story. Oh, okay. I, Got it. Wow. I have another nitpick. Why go kamikaze? Why is yeah. that necessary? Um, ever? This, like, stone-cold, special forces-trained, badass Japanese personal assistant woman? <laughs> I don't yeah. know convinced yes. her just like talked her hypnotized her into it okay i pick, didn't I get the sense that she knew what she was doing at the time she didn't she know was what she like, was signing up for yeah exactly she was just shell-shocked and was shoved into a hallway and then she blew her up. Uh, dude what she sold her on was that this woman who eventually went kamikaze's father was an actual kamikaze oh is that true we're back into the yes racism. whoa i did yes, oh was god i missed that's even this movie's worse than i thought it was yikes well i mean in in fairness, does that really surprise you? No, that was but I don't okay, like great. it. I have a neat pick. How about that? Yes, yeah, so let's go out on something kind of nice. Yeah, so in one of the first scenes, the dude who's acting like he is, I don't know, in some way he has a mental issue, the one with the whales, the the, the, the wooden whales, yes, he, got it. he rolls up with a yellow shopping bag, and that yellow shopping bag has a pink pig on it, and it's for a grocery store in Iceland called Bonus, better known as Bonus! I still have one of those bags. It's in my house. I would show it to you on the camera right now. And I like that, so that's a neat thing. You would, but what, Jake? But I'm not there. And your camera isn't working. Oh, and also, well, if I was at home, my camera would be working, but I'm on the East Coast <laughs> well, you and nothing works here. On your... Oh, God. Nothing works on the East Coast. I have a nitpick like with the way you speak. You have a neat pick, huh? No. Is that what I said? Fuck. I have a nitpick with the way I speak. God damn it. There you go. Better. I have a nitpick with the way I speak. Shut up, Mark. <laughs> I think it's time to go to ratings. Bonus! We're gonna turn this mother out. You gotta feel that the pain going down. 
We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Sigurose would rate how much effort goes into their lyrics. Hopelandic. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Yeah. This is the, the, uh, the, the language, I guess, that's... Is it most of the lyrics, some of the lyrics, all of the lyrics? Just f- <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not Hopelandic. I think that is English. I know. It's uh, just, you're saying Hopelandic is just... No, it's just something that some journalist created. You didn't ever say that. So is it is it Icelandic? What The, the lyrics, what are, what are they? Hmm? It's just no lyrics. It's just... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah, It's just gibberish. Yeah, doesn't mean anything. And for 10, think of how you'd rate how awkward Sigaros is during interviews. How do you guys create a song? We, we just sit down and create the song. Does one person start playing one instrument and then everyone else starts to kind of add into that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Like that. <laughs> Did you think you would be the kind of band that sold two million records? I, yeah, I don't think we, you know, we don't really expect anything, so it's just, why not? <laughs> Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this wasn't yeah. your pick, but you're our Iceland guy. As established, I'm, give this thing a story rating. I'm your Iceland guy, right? Yeah, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, look, I mean, there is some redeeming quality to the fact that this is kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a boat, but just so much in that, right? It's not enough to make it an even average story, but it's not the worst we've watched, even this year, I don't think, in terms of story. Like, this is a group of people who go out on a whale-watching <laughs> boat and then systematically get murdered. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, you're right but about at the that. Same time, it, but at the same time, if you try to dissect that even a little bit, like, even from a high-level standpoint... There's a lot wrong here. From yeah, the it's story. a fucking mess. And Jake, so, notably, you weren't here last week in terms of the worst movies we've watched this year. Mark, uh, what is oh. your story rating? Oh. I also gave it a three and a half. Jake nailed it on the head. This is entirely based on the theater or the not the theater pitch, the elevator pitch of this movie, where it's like it, it's good to it's the nice little like catchphrase in the box. It's people on a whaling boat getting massacred. That's a good story part. And then like the actual story happens and it and falls like, apart. Oh. It, it's just, it's a sweater that your aunt made for you who doesn't know how to knit. And as soon as you start pulling on any one of the loose threads, it just dissolves completely. Yeah, I gave it a three. I don't have much to add to here. It's bad. Uh-huh. It's bad. Yep. It's poor. Agreed. <laughs> world building and immersion is our second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion score? Yeah, I gave it a three. This is mostly for the second act. I think that once they get on that family's boat, it has its most momentum in terms of keeping me immersed in whatever world it's able to build, which is the world of the ship they are on. Uh, That being said, it's still a very problematic movie, which pulls you out. And anytime it starts to build momentum with a cool kill or something like that, it then pulls you out with a really weird sequence of dialogue between characters uh, there's just not enough work that the movie does that is able to keep you enthralled by any means. So it's low, despite the fact that I do think, like I said, in the middle part of the movie, there's a decent amount going on here that is entertaining. 
Fair enough. Mark. I gave it a three. Same uh, score. Yep, same score. We're we're Lamisma Onda on this one. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really have all that much to add. This was never really acceptable. The only reason I'm giving it not a one <laughs> or a two was that I really like the setting. And that uh, I mean that's yeah. enough for me to pull yeah. it in a little bit. And yeah. I mean, look. If you're going to be a movie named Harpoon, you better fucking kill somebody with a harpoon. And they did that. So and they did. Kudos. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I gave it a three. I think there are certain immersive elements to the horror towards the beginning, like the genuine disturbing movie it is. And then there are certain immersive elements to the genuinely funny movie it is towards the end with the goofy kills and shit. But the disconnect is just terrible. And it's uh, it's bad overall. It's a three. Um, yeah. Scare factor. Jake, what is your scare factor score? Yeah, I gave this a three as well. So there are a couple things going on here that keep me from giving it the lowest score. I hate talking about a movie in the way that's like, what kept me from giving it a lower score? But really here, there are two things. So I'm going to award each of them a point. One is that there is enough gore here, even though it's kind of slapstick, like we talked about. It's very on the nose. Decapitations with blood spurting everywhere. Really wonky sorts of things. That's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's also gory, and you have to talk about that in this category, because despite the fact that it's a perfect rating system, that's the only place we can really put it, other than talking about the technical aspects of it. And then B, there are really disturbing elements here, which have to do with rape and things like that, and that's horrifying. That's just objectively horrifying. So it's not the lowest score it could be. It's also not much higher because of issues of the way in which it happens. So low score, not the lowest score it could be. I like that. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I gave it a three, but I have two things to add. The first of which is the lassophobia, the fear of open water. That's also a real thing. Uh, You talked about the setting, but that obviously also plays in here. On top of that, I feel like this is something you need for a good horror slasher type thing is unique weaponry. And I think this is actually the only time Uh. I've seen someone else, someone hunt someone else with a harpoon. Sure. Yeah, good point. point Good point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I gave it a three. Mark, I do disagree with you about the thalassophobia because I have that, and this movie did not evoke it. Uh, but um, still, have we ever had a movie that could evolve, evolve, involve thalassophobia that you have been frightened by? Yes, absolutely. What? Jaws. Yeah. Sphere. What Sphere? else? Sphere. Okay. Virus, kind of. No, virus didn't do it. Virus is the same thing. If it looks like it's on Neither soundstage. Okay, Go fine. Go ship too, yeah. Like I, I get it okay. when it feels like I'm on the ocean, but fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Gave it a three. Uh-huh. Effects Perfect for storm. judicious lack thereof. Yeah, Captain Phillips. Fuck, that movie <laughs> gave it to me. <laughs> um, What's that Shailene Woodley movie? There's a Shailene Jake, Woodley what'd you give movie. effects? Is that an actual question? I'm not sure if he's asking us to like entertain him here if he wants me to talk. So. Just just name all the Shailene I'm, Woodley movies you Jesus know. Jesus Christ. There's I'm just one about philosophobia. I'm giving my effects score, Jack, and I'm giving it a five and a half. I'm Andy, Andy Daltoning. Andy Daltoning this one. <laughs> this is primarily because... Andy Daltoning. There are some weird things going on here, but there are also some entertaining as hell kills, and... I think the one that we didn't really talk enough about is the mother. Pretty good flame on a human in this movie. Pretty good. Yeah. A human has flame around them. And for that, not a lot of horror movies can talk about. 
and I like that. And that is kind of a microcosm of why I'm not giving it a lower score. Also not going to give it much of a higher score because you have scenes that are kind of crazy and, and, and dumb looking, like the admittedly enjoyable axe through a head decapitation scene. Yeah, so let's pretend that a hypothetical person wasn't listening to you at the beginning of that nonsensically long sentence and didn't know what you gave it. <laughs> there what were multiple sentences, person? Jack. What would you tell that person? I would tell that person that uh, they should just listen to me and give it the same score. God damn it. What's, what'd you give it? What score did you give it? It's not even your turn, so you can just let Mark talk. Okay. <laughs> Mark? Unbelievable. To Jack's point, you did just say utter nonsense. That was no, one of fine. the least sensical things yeah, I have ever heard It started with the phrase Anthony Daltoning. Oh, so I guess you gave it a five and a half? <laughs> I, I said that I Anthony Daltoninged it. Yeah. That's the only part so I remember. I don't, I don't I stopped know why listening there would be after any confusion. <laughs> the nature yeah. of flame is that it goes around a person, according to Jake. <laughs> Mark, I think the point that I was trying to make there, if it wasn't abundantly clear, was that there was real It was real not flame. abundantly clear. You said a bunch of nonsense. No, there was real flame on a person as opposed to hypothetical flame that has been computer generated like there is in 95% of horror movies plus. <laughs> I gave it a six. Uh, this oh, was... so you gave it a higher score. Fun. That's fun. I did. I mean, overall, like you guys said, it, it looks pretty good. I gave it a point. I gave it some points for the fact that I do feel like they shot on a boat. I don't know if Jack made me second guess myself that it does actually seem probably like the Frenchman at the beginning was probably just on a soundstage. But like, I, I felt that they built the world of the boats pretty well. Uh, look, the, the whole the lighthouse thing secondarily is, is a little befuddling, but I think how many did... times are you going to say befuddling? Mark's uh, not making any more sense than I did. For <laughs> no, the he's not. And that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the black death. You guys, uh, I have nothing else to add. I gave it a six. Wow. We are really, you guys are going to, you guys are going to lambast me for not making any sense. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pass. I gave it a six too. <laughs> cool good so tell us why Um, and i'll just piggyback on it the effects do look pretty good obviously there are parts that look really bad i think especially we didn't talk about that lighthouse scene but there's something that looks wrong with that entire lighthouse and the whole background and foreground of that entire shot i don't quite know what it is i'm gonna have to go back and revisit that but it doesn't look right um i just there's it does some stuff right, and it does more than average stuff right, but it's it's a lot wrong. So it's a more six. More than average stuff right, but it's a lot wrong. Yeah, none you of us are making first. any sense. Fuck this Black Death stuff. What is your overall score, Jake? Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. I think you kind of, in your last rating, nailed it to a certain degree. There are certain things this movie gets right. Uh, there are elements here. There are little bits of a cool enjoyable slasher and those moments are great but overall this movie is problematic it's hard to watch it doesn't hit the beats it's trying to hit and it's just not that enjoyable yeah that's really all i can say yeah look it's hard to argue with Keep it simple mark uh in lieu of giving my overall rating i'm going to take another shot of brennevin uh and i'm fairly certain that i'm going to enjoy it more than i enjoyed this movie (laughs) okay our first non-numerical rating (laughs) He didn't even... Uh, <laughs> yep. That's, that's uh, right. Listeners, Mark did not enjoy that. I did not. I enjoyed it roughly three and a half. I gave this a three. Yeah, I gave it a three. He enjoyed the Brennan a three and a half, so he gave the movie a three. Yeah. I gave I it a three, and I like Brennan much more than a three. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't have anything interesting already. to add, Jake. You nailed it. It's a very problematic movie that does some stuff yeah. very well, but ultimately is too tonally inconsistent to even really be like watchable. Sure, totally inconsistent. I think is what we'd all land on here. Yeah. So, do you want me to try to talk about? Do we want to have Ernie even weigh in on this one? Like, uh, you look, gave it the highest just, score. I do want to watch you. Yeah, I'll jump this. in here. The reason you would watch this with buddies and drink beers is for those kills. There are some enjoyable kills here that are relatively entertaining. I think that the harpoon one is the one that's going to stand out with you. Which, for the record, it better fucking so, be. So, quick question: it better which be. harpoon one? The actual harpoon the one big or the harpoon, harpoon one, one that kills guns? The harpoon, harpoon gun. gun. Okay. The harpoon gun one. Got it. It. It better be, for the record. It not, better be that kill. Not the one where the woman says, I don't know how badly he's hurt. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> I'm confused yeah. as to how badly he's hurt. It's weird. He has, like, this whole thing in his body, but I, I just can't tell. <laughs> Nor is it, like, the sing for me one. So, which isn't even a kill that's on screen. In any case, I there are kills here that are entertaining to watch. That is the only reason you would watch this with friends and drink beers. But it has those elements. It does. They're in there. Okay, are you going to concede, or do we have to do a thing? I think we. I think I can go ahead and concede. I wouldn't really recommend watching this with your buddies. There are plenty of other opportunities here, which means I'm betting Ernie gives me the win. Yeah, Ernie, I don't really trust these days. He's been around Mark for too long. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, guys. Ernie dropped a lot of peyote, and <laughs> he walked out my back door, and I haven't seen him. peyote? Hold on. Is that what you do? <laughs> I don't Is that know. how you do that? He did a lot of peyote. Whatever, Mark. Okay. What <laughs> he did he snorted what did he a lot of peyote. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked out my back door three days ago, and he said, see you, buddy. And uh, I haven't seen him since. So Wow. Good work. Good good work. You lost Look, Ernie. Dude, he's, he's just, we gave him sentience, and now he has to discover himself. So We gave him so sentience, and apparently then you immediately got him addicted on peyote. So what you're telling me is that he's <laughs> Mark, now a drug addict. you got a two-month-old addicted to peyote. <laughs> well, he's older than that. And robot, robot years, years. He's, he's two years, he's two months old in robot years, which is basically oh, 30. God. You said, Do you know you how fast technology becomes obsolete? Oh my God. He's two months old in real years. Oh, wait, two months old in real years? No, he's two months old. Yeah, exactly. Two months old in real years. Do you yeah. know how old that is in robot years? <laughs> okay, that's what you meant to say. That's probably what I meant to say. I can't speak for myself. <laughs> I just did another shot of Brennan, and I don't feel good about it. Why would you ever have spoken for yourself, Mark? I, I Look, I would like to make a legal disclaimer here. I, the things that I say do not represent me as a person. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. The things I say like and the actions I take like, are not reflective I would of like, who I am. Now we're in this segment of the podcast. I'd like to make one more legal disclaimer, and this one's coming for you, Ty. As I have understood... You have mistaken oh, me for Jack in yeah. terms of some sort of Midwestern claim. I am the one, my name is Jake, who is not from the Midwest. Yeah, I don't know what a yes, no thing even is. Jack's from the Midwest. I am from the Midwest. I so don't therefore, think I said a yes, Ty, no thing. If you'll recall, we had a little uh, fantasy things draft at the start of the year where I said that uh, mistaking Jack and I was going to be a fantasy point, and you, sir... I'm going to proclaim have given me a fantasy point, so thank you, Ty. This is a public appreciation. I mean, your thing was that Mark confusing the two of us was going to give me a fantasy point. I don't care. I feel like this is cause for a fantasy point. Can we agree on this as a whorecast? Yeah, I would I, only look, I like vote to... Yes. 
I would only like to weigh in to say that it's really hard being me and differentiating between the words Jake and Jack is incredibly difficult at times. Apparently it's difficult for other people too, as Ty evidenced. It's it's difficult for Jack. He confused you and I, and we don't even have that similar of names. It's a fantasy point. It's a fantasy point. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a fantasy point. Okay, great. It's It's a fantasy fantasy point. Thanks, Ty. Boom. Fantasy point. It's a meaningless system where the points are made up and the points don't matter. Wow, yeah, that's what the the whose line tagline is. Where the points are made up and the points don't matter. (laughs) It's true. I mean, that's all, it's, that's, so, that's, it's infuriatingly close to the right line <laughs> that it's it's really, I'm I'm shaking. I'm so angry at how close it is to the correct line and how stupid it is that you said it incorrectly. Well, then that's officially becoming my new slogan. That's perfect. This also <laughs> sounds like a perfect time for us to pick the next movies we have to watch because we have to do that. We have to Uh-oh. watch movies. Oh, my podcast. God. Yeah. The way this is going to end up working is that we're going to have to, because it's almost the end of the year, for the love of God, we're kind of in to our December Christmassy holiday is the way we should describe it. It doesn't have to be Christmas. We're not a certain religious podcast. Sort of pick. Are you thinking so, of any religious podcast in particular? How about we do this? Oh, oh, this? oh. Have you never looked into the religious podcast well? There's there's so many there are a lot of them. I mean, I assume wow, that. your eyes are getting really big, and I'm wondering if you have recommendations. Mark, are you in a cult now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just listen to the various podcasts. Whether or well, not I'm on their mailing list, I have yet to find Jake, out. Jake, your Brennavit has really screwed this the guy The Brennavit is hitting him hard. The Black <laughs> Death is about to strike. Here's what I'm going to recommend, though. I recommend we pick... Last year was specifically like a holiday theme a winter theme this year to just spice it up a little bit. Each of us get to pick one. We then do that. And then after we've run through those, we're going to be right into our omnibus for the year, which is absolutely crazy to think about. Yeah. Holy shit. Totally zany. It's time for Animaniacs. I guess I'm going first because of an infuriating conversation we had off mic just now. So I'm going to start off this particular <laughs> You're round. the leader, Jack. You're the fearless leader. I'm going to pick a movie we have discussed before on the podcast but not actually reviewed. And it's one I recall liking a fair little bit. I'm picking 30 Days of Night. Damn, that was on my short list. I got yeah. that on DVD. You already oh. own it. You don't even have to have I it own sent it. in the I mail I own that you. movie. Mark's, it's a weird Mark's movie. Mark's dancing around for it he is well yeah yeah wow all right so i'm picking 30 days all right mark who gets the who gets the treasure that is the second pick should it be you or should it be me uh i'm gonna go i want you to take us home because i don't feel like i have a particularly strong pick interesting okay i am gonna pick black christmas Oh, but Mark, we already reviewed Black Christmas. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> watch. Gonna, we're gonna watch the 2009 version. Oh, fucking course we are. You yeah, passed. Are. Why would we do this? I don't know. I've never seen it, and I'm curious how it does. The uh, whole because Mark likes thing. the remake of The Hills Have Eyes better than the original. That's not true. Wow. You, oh, it absolutely. I'm sure you is. will. It might I'm be sure true. You will. I, I probably have said that. Let's watch a fucking remake. This is Mark's pick. Look, remakes okay, are a big part of horror zeitgeist, and we should be able to comment on them. So we, apparently we will, Mark. So here's the deal. Because I'm bringing us home, I'm going to give you a choice, you two and you two alone. I can pick a Christmas-themed movie, or I can pick a decidedly not Christmas-themed movie. 
Um, I'm Decidedly not, not Christmas themed. I'm not advocating for the Christmas movie unless it's The Visit, because I still haven't seen that one and I want to watch it. <laughs> That's a weird way to put that, so I guess I'm going to go the other way, Jack. Okay. Decidedly not Christmas themed. Here it comes. Yeah. Let's watch Dead Snow. Fuck. Yeah! Yeah. Dead Snow. <laughs> Mark's Mark, excited. Mark, you and I became, like, much closer as friends watching this movie, I feel like. I've never watched this with you. I watched this with my roommates in college. And that is absolutely, we watched this in, ah, shit. Yeah, uh-huh. That sounds right. God damn it. Jake, what was your Christmas movie? Just, I'm curious. We're going to watch Dodd Snow. But Jake, what's yeah, your Christmas movie? Dodd Snow. Uh, my Christmas movie was going to be Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, so we're not watching that one. We're watching Dead Snow from me. So from Jack, and that's what's going to kick it off. We're going to be watching 30 Days of Night. We'll be watching the remake of Black Christmas for Mark. Woo! And then for me, Dodd Snow, also known as Dead Snow. That'll bring us into the omnibus at the end of the year. It's going to be great. It really is. Should we get the fuck out of here? Oh, yeah, we should. This has been episode 112 of the A to Z Whore cast. Just check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z whore.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are right down there in the description below. As always, pick up that podcasting app of choice that you're using right now. Get in there. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Send it over to somebody you know who likes whore. Believe it or not, that helps a ton. And as always, again, this music that you've been listening to and are listening to right now coming right over the top of me is coming at you from super bear their links going to be down there in the description below as well i just mentioned what we have coming at you it's a bit of a wintry holiday e sort of thing we're kicking it off with jack's pick that's 30 days of night and that's going to be coming at you just next week so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some more movies have a great week everybody Oh, it's like gross bread. Fuck. Oh, I hate it.